Alright folks, so here's the big one. Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Maybe you've heard of it, some call it the greatest game of all time, ever made, all that kind of stuff. Now that's a pretty bold claim, but let's talk about it a little bit. In any case though, hello humans, I'm Keanu, and today, welcome as we talk about Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Now Dungeons & Dragons has had a major glow up in recent years, with 5th Edition especially coming out in 2014 and being very user-friendly compared to older editions. So some editions, especially 4th edition, the one just prior to this one, was considered overly mechanical, overly confusing, and kind of bogged down play. It took a lot to really even play the game, and that was really annoying for a lot of people. But with 5th edition, they made it super user-friendly, super accepting, and very flexible to get into the game. Now, along with that, having come out in 2014, it was in the midst of what I like to call the nerdy revolution when you had Marvel movies taking over the box office, when you had horror cinema kind of having a resurgence, moving away from jump scares and moving back into these more foreboding and creepy kind of settings, things like that. And I think Dungeons and Dragons just kind of contributed to nerdy culture especially, just rising to prominence around this time. With so many people playing, I think a friend had told me that there was something around 10 million people who've played D&D at some point in North America alone, which is kind of staggering if you think about it. So you could very much say that D&D has had one of those be careful who you call ugly in high school treatments with it being one of the hottest products kind of just on the block nowadays. For example, just some people who play D&D who were kind of reputable, Vin Diesel, Stephen Colbert, Joss Whedon, Dame Judi Dench, it's kind of a big deal, presumably the kids from Stranger Things, at least I'd have to imagine considering how much influence that takes from D&D, all kinds of things, the list really just goes on and on. But I guess the thing I really want to get into today is maybe you're thinking, well, okay, it sounds kind of cool. I've heard about it. I've heard about it from a friend, a family member, whatever it may be. How do I play it if I do want to? So let's start from the beginning. Dungeons & Dragons is a tabletop role-playing game where you and a group of friends create characters and work together on adventures in a fantasy world as those characters. That really is the bare minimum of it. Sometimes there are dungeons, sometimes there are dragons, and sometimes there are neither. You can really change things up as much as you want. Some folks do large, bombastic adventures with world-changing stakes, while others prefer to do small-scale things like heists with intimate tension and situations. And really, what you end up doing comes down to the two categories of players that there are. Now, these categories include player, people who make one character and are overcoming challenges and obstacles and kind of driving the story, and the dungeon master, who we'll get into a little bit later. Now, as a player, your role is relatively simple. You make your character with one of 13 different classes in the game, you choose your background, make a backstory if you want to, and you're off to the races. You're basically ready to go from there. Now, we're going to do a lightning round of the classes real quick, and hopefully I don't mess this up, but you have... <gasps> Barbarian, Bard, Cleric, Druid, Fighter, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Rogue, Sorcerer, Warlock, Wizard, and then the secret 13th class that came out later than the rest of them, the Artificer. Now I know, I just now threw out 13 random words that probably make no sense to most of you, except for maybe wizard, warlock, monk, actually, eh, they're kind of digestible, you get the idea of them. But in any case, another day I'm going to give you the lowdown on all these different folks, what they can do, their purpose, and all of that. But for right now, just imagine that you choose one of them, and they give you your abilities which you'll be using to go on your adventures. Now there you go, you have your class, you have your story, and all you need now are basically some dice, what are known as polyhedral dice, and you need to show up to the game. Now as far as these dice are concerned, they're often going to be referred to as D-something, so say D4, D6, D8, with D followed by the number of sides that they have. And as mentioned, the kind of dice that you're going to want is usually a set of D4, 
d6, d8, two d10 or percentile dice, and this can be used for rolling one through 10 or one through 100, and then a d12, and then lastly, but most certainly not least, the d20, which you're gonna be using a whole lot. So get real used to that one and choose a pretty one. You can usually get them on the cheap for the most part, but if you need, they have generators online as well. So if you don't wanna get physical dice, you can always use your phone or the internet as well. And surprisingly, there you go. You have the fundamentals of being a player. You have your class, you have your background, you have your dice, and all you need to do is show up, go on adventures and have some fun. And now we get to the Dungeon Master, which is a bit more in depth. So let me put it to you this way. The Dungeon Master or DM as they're often referred to is everything that the players aren't. Now to put that another way, the DM is the universe. They are the sky, they are the air, they are the bad guys, they are the allies, they are everything. Now I know that sounds intimidating, and it can be, but don't worry, there's one little trick to being DM that helps a lot to know when you're going in. Now let me preface this by saying, as DM, and as somebody who's been a DM for a long time, you should probably know how the world works and the rules, be sure to learn them and we'll talk about how you learn the rules and all that as well, but also, as a DM, you are the universe. You get to decide how things work, you have plenty of flexibility, if you're underwater and people are like, how long can we hold our breath? You can change how water works. You can change how long it takes to maybe blow up a balloon or how strong somebody is in the middle of a fight. You can augment all of these things as you see fit. Now, again, we're not gonna go into all the nuance of being a DM today because that is something that I'm gonna talk about in depth in the future, so keep your eyes out for that. But the point is, as DM, you get to have as much fun as the players. You get to be a lot more creative. You get to make all these different characters that they're gonna come across, these cities that they're gonna live in, and all kinds of different things. So have fun with it. Being DM is really awesome and you get, honestly, a lot more playtime than a lot of the players, but don't tell them that. Now, as a DM, there are gonna be a couple of things you're gonna wanna get to learn the rules. And these are gonna be a couple of books specifically. Now, there are the big three that you're definitely going to want to have that will give you your fundamentals, and that's going to be the Player's Handbook for creating characters. This is more so for the player end of things. The Monster's Manual, which will give you information about all the things that you can scatter throughout your world, be it beasts, NPCs, or non-player characters, and so on. And then your Holy Grail, the Dungeon Master's Guide. Now, Dungeon Master's Guide is going to have tips, rules, and ideas and inspiration for how to run the game. Along with these books though, there are also things called story modules, which will give you pre-written stories if you don't want to make one up. Sometimes making up a whole story by yourself can be kind of challenging, so feel free to use these story modules as inspiration, you can use everything that's within their bindings, you can pick and choose what you like and what you don't like, or just take from your favorite media. There's plenty of people who always will take away from their favorite movies, their favorite books, just taking themes and ideas and all that kind of stuff. And usually, I mean, borrowing slash stealing, however you want to say it, never really hurts. It's all in good fun for Dungeons and Dragons. So one thing I will mention is there is this one trend with D&D that you'll notice where it's a lot more reading and math than you would expect at first. So when entering the hobby, it can kind of be the most intimidating part. There's a lot of rolling of dice and adding up numbers. There's a lot of knowing rules about how different spells work or how different mechanics work and things like that. But one thing I will say is that once you get a game or two under your belt, most of the rules kind of become ingrained in your memory, either as a player or as a DM. The number of random spells I can name off and just describe their effects, who can use them and how they affect the world is frankly frightening, and I know it just from seeing my players use them. 
I'll do a little bit of research here and there for other spells that NPCs have, but honestly most of the ones that I have memorized are just things that my player wanted me to look at or thought was cool and wanted to use. And granted, don't get me wrong, when we first start off, spells and magic especially is super confusing. I once had a character who had things that they should not have had access to at all, but it kind of gave into the fun as well and we enjoyed talking about that later on realizing that we did things that we definitely weren't supposed to, and it's all part of the learning experience. Now. As many people who play D&D will know, deciding who will be the DM or the Dungeon Master is a major decision when you're getting ready for the game. And I gotta give you a heads up right now, if you're introducing your friends to the game, then I got some news for you, friend. It's gonna be you. That's what I was trying to, I was trying to imply that it's gonna be you. But in any case, don't be intimidated to be a Dungeon Master. It's a lot of fun and you're allowed to make mistakes. Just like your players won't know how everything works, you don't have to know how everything works. As long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself with the game and getting to have some quality time with people that you care about, who really cares about the nitty gritty of details and rules? I will say this though, in established groups you usually have one or two people who have DM'd or who can take up the role, but if you've never been a DM or you're interested in doing it, maybe take up the mantle, you might just enjoy it, and especially if you're in a long running group, maybe give your current DM a break, maybe they just want to be a player a little bit, and you might just enjoy your time doing it. So here you are. You have your dice, you have your books, you have your character, and you have your friends. Now, that's one thing I definitely should mention, Dungeons & Dragons is very much a community game, so you can't really do it without a group of people to do it with. But you can find a group in a lot of different ways. There are plenty of people who just play with their closest group of friends, there's plenty of people who will play with their workmates and their colleagues, and they usually find that as a good way to bond outside of the workforce. You also have people who will do things such as go on Looking for Group or LFG on Reddit, and that's a way that you can find an online group if maybe there aren't people in your area who play with you or maybe you're looking for new people to just play around with. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. You can do it in person, you can do it online, especially in our current COVID situation. A lot of people are moving their D&D groups to online situations. And some people do it through Discord. There's just so many different ways to do that. And I'll kind of talk about that another day of different platforms and different ways to approach D&D. But again, just know that whatever works for you, you can always go with. Now, one thing I will say, don't be surprised if you get some pre-game jitters as both DM or as a player when you're getting into the hobby. As mentioned, it is oddly intimidating, but the great thing about it is that there isn't really a right or wrong way to do it. You just kind of do it. The only rule you ever have to truly abide by is have fun, because if it isn't fun, then what's the point? Now rest assured, we will be sure to revisit D&D plenty in the future, but for now, maybe give it a try. Hopefully this inspires you to take the leap into D&D, because if there's one thing that D&D players love, it's getting new people into D&D. Otherwise though, for folks who have been listening for a while, just a heads up, I might have this lean a little bit more into Dungeons & Dragons in coming episodes. I really do have a passion for it, and I think that I might want to talk about a lot of the nuances of the game. And who knows, maybe if you're into it, then you'll really enjoy that, but I just wanted to give you a heads up in case you get a lot of D&D content coming your way for the next couple of weeks. I'm also considering adding a visual element to this one day, but I think that's way too tricky to figure out for now, but if people are interested in that, let me know. But that's just a whole lot of things kind of floating through my mind right now. In any case, I hope this has been enjoyable, I hope this has been helpful for anybody who has been wanting to take the jump into tabletop role-playing games, and in any case, thank you for stopping by the tavern, but stay well, stay safe, and Keanu out. Bye.